dialed in to Box and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these studs. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. Welcome back to Bucks and Pops. Bucks and Pops and Pennies? Something. I don't know. We're failing this Bucks week, Nick. Drinks. You failed because what did you forget? I forgot my beer. The number one most important. Like, literally, all I have to do is two parts of this whole entire podcast. Yeah. Bucks, brews. And, <laughs> and you failed. Say, don't even have that. I have nothing to drink because I have a UTI, so... <laughs> Unless I have to go to the bathroom right now, the happier I am. So I'm drinking absolutely fucking nothing. Well, you know, I, I went to lunch real quick, just up the road, uh, up in Wayland. Okay. And then I headed back and they were doing the wet pavement thing. They were like painting lines. And then they yeah. had another part closed down. And I was like, I got off a hundred street and had to come around that way. I was like, how the heck did I literally just end up with like a four hour delay <laughs> trying to get three miles? Right. So then, of course, I didn't remember to, but I had a beer at lunch, so I had that going for me. I started Bucks. I even said it when I ordered. I was like, oh, I got to start Bucks and Brews early. I was like, here's my beer. There, there you go. And then now you're drinking Coke. Coca-Cola. Wow, thanks. It's not made with cocaine anymore, so you can't even join your beer trivia guy, buddy. Oh, that sucks. It does. Um, guest day. Guest day. Uh, we have one of my colleagues. <laughs> yeah. Karen Merriman and her husband, Brett, um, and they're going to talk about their bartending service company, Tappy Few. Which, funny story. Yeah, let me have it. I've met them before. I know. At, at events. And, uh, you know, you've talked about your uh, softball coach, right? You're, yeah. But we have another, and constantly keep talking about them. And then all of a sudden I see a photo and I was like, oh my gosh, I know them. They've served me alcohol. Most people could actually probably say that in this world. They've served me alcohol. Really, truly. But yeah, really, I say uh, you guys have been at a couple events uh, that I've been to, so it's really it's really fun to have you on. Are they good at it? I never had a problem with any of the drinks they've poured. There you go. Yep, that's a rounding <laughs> endorsement because if Nick had a problem, he was loud and clear. Fact. Karen, Brett, thanks for joining us. Uh, are you guys drinking anything? Uh, I am actually zero sugar. A and W root beer today. So oh, there you go. Welcome to the pop not club. really any brews, but I guess root brew root beer. Yeah, there you go, Brett. Mm-hmm. And I'm drinking nothing right now. I just got off football, so just pounded a Gatorade and just here. Man, wow, we're Brett's a man after your own heart. Yeah, his favorite beer, Miller High Life. Uh, close. close. Bush Light. Bush Latte, baby. Bush Latte. I, you know what? <laughs> My last few episodes on here have all been uh, Bush Latte Peach. Have you tried Ooh. the peach, bro? Just had it on Saturday. If it's... you like peach, it's the way to go. That's what I'm saying. No. no. There are much better peach ways to go because it's still too yeah. Bush Lighty. No. Bush... But it does have an excellent peach flavor. I enjoyed all 30 of them. <clears throat> you didn't have 30 of them. You bought 30 of them. I had most of the 30. Most of the, because I had one. Yeah, so I think I gave away four. Okay, so you enjoyed all 26. My holiday 26 pack. There you go. <laughs> so tell us a bit, little bit about the business, guys. Yeah, so we've been in the business seven years now, and we do mobile bartending service. So 
this occurs a lot when a venue, and this most notoriously with weddings, but when venues don't provide their own alcohol service. And so bride or grooms reach out to us uh, or just uh, party goers reach out to us and they want bartending services and we provide that. And we've been going strong. We do about uh, 95 to 100 events a year. Well, and coincidentally, the event that we met Nick at um, was a, kind of a corporate event that they put on post-COVID to try to get everyone back together. Well, a little bit. There's a few uh, events before COVID, but um, corporate events, too, throughout the year. Uh, but main, mainly, most of our events, weddings, we do have some contracts with Grand Valley as well. So that's really fun to get in there and work sporting events for them. Um but yeah, really enjoy it. You're seven already. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I know Nick was telling me the other day, he goes, I didn't realize that was a thing that places didn't have their own bartenders. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they, they have some exclusive contracts too. I mean, they, they're getting big. Yeah. And then that's good. It's because, you know, every year you do a, a New Year's Eve party for uh, Ryan and, yep. uh, you know, my, we, we show up every once in a while to that and, uh, one year we lit off fireworks sober, of course. <laughs> Horrible idea. Totally you know, sober. Midnight fireworks after you've been drinking for four hours. So, and that was a really cool. Um, I don't like to dress up, so it's one of the reasons why it's hard for me to go. But you know, it's it's kind of more of a black tie affair. They want people to be formal or, you know, at least have a collared shirt. Presentable. Yeah. Not and t-shirt. You, so you know me, I'm a t-shirt for kind of that's how I'm show up. But um, it's a really awesome event. And uh, so how did you guys start? How, like, Why did you open the business? How did you start the business? So a little bit into that. Um, I went to college for business, have my undergrad and master's in business. So post-college, I wasn't really getting into any business positions that I preferred. And I wanted to use our, you know, my degree um, that I earned towards something business. Um, long story short, we ended up working with a family friend who needed a bartender for the night and she goes you guys would be really good at this you should look into this well we got our certification we got our insurance October of 2016 and then it kind of all took off from there um I'm kind of the person that does a lot of the communication a lot of my strong suits are working one-on-one with people and Brett does a lot of behind the scenes heavy lifting, lugging kegs into his big I lift tall heavy things. Too. Yeah, big tall truck. Um, so we kind of complement each other's weaknesses or strengths in that realm, which is great, but really enjoyable and super happy that we started it. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah. It's, and it's just a family friend. They She reached out to us. She said, Oh, you like drinking beer? How about you come serve it one night? And, we fell in love with it and it just took a little bit of research figuring out and, uh, what we needed to start the LLC and the insurance we needed. And that was kind of the biggest research and the biggest kind of hiccup in getting started is knowing all of what we needed to get going. Um, and then from then on, it's just a, a learning experience. And now we have all the equipment that we need to serve five events a day if we ever needed to. Really? That's the same. And then you guys have employees? So, yes, we have about 10 staff that work for us pretty regularly. What's nice about our employee staff is 
they're all family and friends. Um, and so it's people that we know that we trust that uh, we can send them off to a wedding and not question if they are going to know what they're doing. They're, we're not going to have to question if they're going to deliver the money to us or anything like that. It's people we love and trust. In fact, uh, that's where I bought my first uh, bush uh, peach case was to have them over. And after the wedding, we get to swap stories at the end of the night and talk about who had the craziest crowd. There you go. Um, say so now, one of the questions, so I, I've done what you guys do um right same same kind of startup uh, kid kid all of his fen- family and friends were at his wedding and i knew him but i didn't you know we weren't friends and i wasn't invited and i was like dude his family like to pour or make wine and i was like dude we mm-hmm. make it he's like oh we can't find anybody that will because i think i even gave him your guys information They're like oh we can't pour it because it's not legal you know it's not mm-hmm. licensed wine and i was like I'll just go pour wine at your wedding for you, right? And then some, you know, of course, cocky ass parent was like, "Oh, you guys can't put a tip jar out here. You can't, you can't do this." And I'm like, "It's a wedding, okay? Just enjoy yourself. Drink some more, lady. Here you go." Right? Like, so, can you guys be tipped? From people? great question. So it's funny. Um, recently, that's one of our biggest headaches and biggest put down um, to be able to tell people included in our service is a tip jar we because of our services being so much more affordable than everyone else in the area I would say we're a little bit more competitive now but earlier on we were much more affordable and we had to have a tip jar out to be able to compensate our employees for their hard work I felt um but a lot of people, you know, we'll get five to 10 people a year that will say no tip jar. Well, then we say, okay, well, then your other option would be $2 per person. You can tip us then sure. um, because that's what we typically see is about two bucks a person at a wedding or, you know, if we're at a corporate event, we see a dollar, dollar fifty a person. So that's really good. Um, I still have a, a Canadian $20 bill from because somebody thought it was really cool that they tipped me in Canadian money money you can't i was like wow thanks like it's still (laughs) literally sitting at home and like and we even i've been to canada since this wedding never taken and i always forget to take it like because i was like oh i could just use it to go through the border yeah right no fucking it just sits there yeah why would you so question was that guy was that guy cheap tipping you a 20 in canadian like is canadian less than american i forget it is it is yeah but like i I think he's from Canada and that's just what he had or whatever. 20 bucks. So I mean, I think it's worth like $18 in us. Right. So we're like 1850. It's, it's, we're actually really close. Yeah. We are close. Um, Yeah. So, you know, it was really nice of him, but it's just frustrating because I can't just go out and spend the stamp 20 bucks. Some people (laughs) are really offended by tip jars. Yeah. And they draw the connotation that if you have one, it's because you pay shitty. Yeah. That's not always what it is. You know, like we have one downstairs and Don's had customers get pissed at her for it. And she's like, listen, we pay a decent sta- uh, decent salary. But if you, we've had people that go, I want to give something extra. There it is. If you want to give it, great. If you don't, leave it alone. Right. Well, and <laughs> if I'm going to, and I get that it's it's paid and you can, you don't have to tell me exactly your prices. I mean, I guess if I called, I'd get them. So feel free to share, but like, okay, what is a service like yours cost and what does it include? Cause I'm assuming you do just a beer, you do a beer liquor, you do a wine and, and do you have a mixed drink? Like, tell me, tell me about your packages, what you have to offer. Yeah. So actually we keep it super simple. We don't make it too complicated by 
making it different prices. We do a $300 flat rate per bartender and it's three to seven hours of service. Oh, uh, so if somebody wants us three, somebody wants a seven, whatever. It includes setup and tear down. If we provide the alcohol, it's a little bit different. If they provide the alcohol, then it's just to show up and serve for us where we bring our equipment in. Um, so it's pretty <clears throat> simple in that realm. Um, and then we just work with people on what they want their menu to be, liquor, beer, wine, beer, wine, seltzer, two signature cocktails, beer, wine, you know, whatever they, whatever they determine they want to be. Uh, last weekend we had, or last week we had six events. Um, most of the events were full bar. Um, a lot of people don't do beer, wine weddings anymore, especially um, post COVID. They want to party. They're ready to party. They're ready to get together. So I party with beer. You had quickly mentioned two, two um, signature, cocktails. signature cocktails. Do you, mm-hmm. I mean, do you allow other ones or are you guys strictly just try to keep it to two? Our recommendation is typically to, we've done more than that. Um, it just kind of gets crazy having more than that. You know, you think about your typical menu at a wedding, you walk up, there's typically two to three beer types, two to three wine types, um, typically three to five liquors, uh, and then potentially a seltzer, <clears throat> now a champagne, all the mixers. So you add two signature cocktails into that menu, like a margarita and or a gin, or a, excuse me, Tom Collins. We just did yeah. at a wedding and whatever you want to, whatever you want to add into the list. When you add those things on there, it just gives people like 13 or 15 options when it could be seven or eight to get people through a line at a wedding. Um, you know, we're not like your typical, I walk into the local sports bar and I get to order whatever I want. It's very simplified menu to be able to give people what they typically drink, but not everything they typically drink. So sure. I know. Say every time I go to your guys' events, I always want an old-fashioned. You never make them for me, so um, <laughs> forget you guys. I'm done with your shit. Uh, I say, but you know, I say the whole point is, is when you go back to tipping. Like if I order an old-fashioned, I know I'm taking a shit ton of your time, right? Like I <clears throat> to make one is just it, unless it's the pre-made mixing. But like still, you're 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 putting in your your sugar, your simple your simple syrup, your orange, your cherry you're taking some muddling it taking all this time of course i'm going to tip for your time because i just made everybody else great and usually i'll buy the drink for the person behind me because you know, i'm like hey just make it too because we're already right here but um you know it's a tipping for that yeah you know and i don't i don't know it took me a long time to not tip for every drink because there's times where it's like hey i need a bud like and i'll chug it and turn around and get another one i'm like man it took you two seconds to reach your hand into that bucket i'm just gonna give you the one dollar versus the two that i normally would so mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And it's different when it's a cash bar versus an open bar, and yeah. yeah. So, yep. um, I, I, but you about seven times a year you get people that just don't want to tip, huh? Or don't want to tip. Yeah, down. it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, again, mm-hmm. like our pricing reflects us the allowance of having a tip jar out. So whenever I talk with people over the phone, give them our rates. Um, I I don't have rates posted anywhere. We don't have anything posted on our Instagram, on our Facebook. I don't have a website. I'm very. I want to talk to the people, so call me and I'll talk to you um and so yeah i guess with with that we'll get people here and there that will fight about it and it's something that is really easy just to say hey this is included in our service or you have this option what do you decide and a lot of people say go ahead have your tip jar out um you know like if we were to get into grand rapids events you know if we were to work for like a meyer event or some other large corporation we might consider something else like 
because I know that at corporate events, they prefer not to have a tip jar out is where our biggest fight is. Mm-hmm. Um, only because they are there to impress and to serve the guests and they don't want the guests to feel obligated to throw money our way, which I get. Yep. Um, but with that, a lot of companies say, okay, here's the tip that you owe us then based on your menu and, and what our service would be. So we would consider maybe doing something like that for a third option if needed for corporate events, but we haven't really gotten into the larger corporations yet at this point. So you said, sorry. So for you guys, it's $300 per bartender. Do you have a minimum bartender amount of people? Um, so yeah, each, I'm sorry. Yeah. So roughly around every 75 to hundred people, we suggest at least one bartender. Uh, if we push over a hundred people, it's, it's just super hard to get through lines, especially like, right after ceremonies right after people just get there or whatever it may be um and so we just kind of use that as our numbers moving forward um a lot of people like to say oh i don't want to pay for an extra bartender can we cut it down and usually we're just like no we we need you to go up uh we don't need our night to be miserable or your night to be miserable because we're we're slow on the job um so yeah that's just kind of how we um justify it to people is saying you need this just for your sake and making your night easy along with ours. And really our preference is always to, you know, typically when you have a buddy with you, it's easier to say no to people when you're working one-on-one, you know, less than a hundred people crowd. It's really tough to be able to say no and then stick with the no. For example, one of our, one of our specific rules is no shots. Um, We have a lot of venues that don't allow us to pour shots. Uh, We have some, some places that do allow us and you know when we go there we'll allow it but for the most part a lot of people want shots at weddings and it's just not the type of event in our opinion so we have that specifically written in our contract unless the person who buys us wants to wants to have have Mm -hmm. that there but it's just kind of interesting how all that unfolds but And I, you know, the, the way I get around it is uh, if I want a shot of rum, I say, can I get a rum and Coke? No Coke. Um, and <laughs> they're going to say, oh, do you want it on ice? And no, no, not, not with ice. And oh, we don't do shots. I'm not looking for a shot. I want to, you know, to say you very specific. Rum neat. Yeah, because here's what shots looks like when Nick comes up to the front of the line. I'd like a shot. Nick, we don't chew shots. Okay, then you order it your fancy way, and then you walk away from the bar and slowly sip or chug it and throw it away, right? That's a fact. You know, shots turn into, I got oh, yeah. 10 people at the bar, I'm lining up all these shots, and then everyone else wants shots. Oh, and yeah. then everyone you, else wants shots. You know, it just into, yeah, <laughs> so it just doesn't turn out well. <laughs> and everybody gets wasted. So, um, so now, shots. okay, hiring you, and because I want to enjoy my event and not worry about Uncle scotty getting all wasted um what is your responsibility um as a bartender to to uh, stop people from drinking yeah so it's it it's just kind of slowly weaning them off it um i think that's kind of the best way that we've seen it fit um it's usually hey go check out that dessert table get an extra piece of cake or uh hey i'm just gonna pour this one a little light this time um there's been even sometimes uh where um people at the wedding have been pregnant but they're like hey we just don't need other people to know and so we'll finish off like a vodka bottle or something fill it halfway with water and we pour their drinks like that and sometimes it's just oh this person's getting a little out of hand maybe i just use that water 
in the vodka bottle, look at, make it look like I'm pouring a strong one for them. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes you just have a conversation with them and, and most people are willing to work with you and saying, you know what, you're probably right. If I drink a couple waters here, maybe I can come back, have a beer uh, at the end of the night or something like that. Um, but we found that's just been our best way of conversing with people. And, you know, if they're not willing to do it, you just got to stand strong. Yeah. Um, I've, I've firm with your decision. Our philosophy is if they can't go chug a water and come back or follow our instruction, then they don't deserve to drink. <laughs> so we kind of keep it pretty simple. Hey, work with me on this, you know, and then, all right, they worked with us on that. Let's, let's do this. You know, there is our specific hard cutoffs where the person that <clears throat> paid for our services to be there, if they make a suggestion that they don't want that person being served anymore, you know, our response to them is, hey, listen, the person who asked us to be here tonight, they had asked that we no longer serve you. And that's a specific hard cutoff. But we are pretty generally <laughs> nice about it for the most part. So yeah. I think uh, mm -hmm. drunk Dave and drunk Nick might, might have an issue. <laughs> Those two are really hard to rationalize with. That's a fact. <laughs> um, so, I mean, um, and now you guys, you guys are responsible for setup. You said you're the heavy lifter with your huge lifted truck. And um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I assume that comes with, uh, you know, lifting a lot of kegs in there. So now you guys set up all the kegs, you bring all the liquor in um are you guys supplying ice like what are you what are you yeah, doing for that yeah. so we uh actually two years ago uh purchased our own ice machine at our house uh so we bag ice every week um and then we bring it with us we've got 400 pounds out in the ice machine right now we've got another 400 pounds in a chest freezer so we bring our own ice uh we bring our own coolers keg coolers everything needed um if we are bringing we bring 100 of everything that we need um, we go to the liquor store, we purchase everything. If we need extra stuff, we go get it. Uh, whereas in the other instance, if they're bringing, um, the alcohol or whatever it may be, they bring 100% of everything. Uh, if they run out of their signature drink of, uh, Moscow mules, they run to the store and get more ginger beer or something like that. Sure. Um, and that's just something that we've found over the years that's worked. Uh, in past years, we've been nice. We've been generous. And we're like, hey, you're running out. Let's volunteer ourselves to go get it. And it just turns into more of a headache of us leaving and not having things work out well. Um, so, yeah, I, we bring everything. We've got a trailer with our name all over it. So if you see us driving by, feel free to honk and try not to run me off the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give us a nice exactly. little middle finger. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask this because I thought this was interesting. And Karen and I have had several conversations about it in the dugout um but not during softball games because that would piss yost off so if yost if you listen to this it's never been during a game um <laughs> they'll never listen um so i call you up karen ring ring, ring. <laughs> i'm like all right uh money's due wednesday what does that entail so how can i pay what do you accept when am I screwed? Are you talking about paying for thinking our real hard here? I, I'm talking, I, hey, I call you up. Here's my credit card. Okay. How can I pay you guys to full your it. service? Got it. So Got we it. only accept cash or credit card for 4%. We utilize the Square app. Um, we were accepting several 
charges on Venmo prior to the tax uh, new law that they adopted. Uh, since then, we have not accepted uh, very many payments on Venmo. So yeah, specifically just cash or card for 4%. If they're paying with a card, we accept the payment Sunday before the wedding. If they're paying cash, we accept payment day of. You, you, so you, you'll go all the way up to day of and mm -hmm. hope that they have your cash for service, huh? I mean, are, um, in the have, seven have years had... that we've served, only two instances we didn't have the money. Quick, knock on wood. Let me see. I don't know. Um, yeah, and do they do they go open the envelope and then start paying you out of the envelopes while people are watching? <laughs> so uncomfortable. That's funny. It would be fucking hilarious <laughs> to me. Like No, but what's interesting is payment on spot. Uh, we always accept when we show up, okay? And then we count it in front of them because that's also a discrepancy is, hey, I paid you X. You're only saying that I got this, you know, because we've had that argument before with people too. So, yeah, we yeah. keep it very, hey, we get payment when we arrive. So we're not talking money when we're drunk or drinking. Yep. And then, then we can enjoy the rest of the night. And so checks are a no-no. <laughs> Why? Yep. They are not. So we have gotten burned in the past. Really? Um, we have. People suck, you know? <laughs> so, you know, it's not people write a bad check. It's the fact that I can't, if I have a Friday event, I can't cash that check until Monday. And then I'm out and paying for their alcohol and everything that they need. If that's the service they volunteer for. I like to pay all of my employees by Sunday evening for the weekend work too. So then I can't turn around that money and pay our employees and I prefer just to use the money that we make from the wedding. So, sure. Um, now, so does, you don't do certified checks either, then, huh? So it's not about you just want the, the the money to be able to clear. That's the biggest thing. Okay. Um, do you yeah. think that'll that'll change? I mean, I guess I don't know. To me, to me, like when not taking a certified check, and you say, "Hey, I want to get it out." It just sounds like a cash flow issue. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful about it, but it just sounds right. like a cash flow issue where, hey, you want to pay all this. So you're doing a service and what you're getting is that's what you're paying versus, hey, having a, a petty fund or something around. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like when I do rents for real estate, it's like, hey, I, I'm i using last month's. Like right now I have next payment sitting in my house ready. And then I take next month's and just re re put that into the thing so um mm -hmm. is there is there something i guess that that will change in the future for that so in our opinion no um i you know brett's maybe more willing i know you're saying no 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 I, and like we we use a square app and we're okay with doing it we just like seeing um with just our employees going um to certain events it's nice for them to be paid the moment that they arrive uh, not have to worry to themselves, oh, did the money actually go through when I gave them the number or whatever it may be? Uh, when I scanned the card, did it go through because we're not there? Um, and so that's kind of, um, in my mind, the biggest reason why we're going to probably stick with it in the future is keep uh, keep that cash is king sure. uh, mentality. Yeah, you know, just for an example, like this past weekend on Saturday, uh, largest bar bill of 2023 so far, $2,300 in alcohol. So if I'm footing that bill and I don't collect payment from them until after or waiting to cash their check till Monday, I am putting $2,300 in their name waiting for their name to clear. And I don't feel like that's fair to us. So I, I guess I just, I mean, 
I, I I see it more because you kind of mentioned like doing a Meyer event or a corporate event, right? And right. I don't know. I mean, I, I think corporate people probably wouldn't mind the four percent fee type of a thing, but if I'm right. and I'm never going to pay you like on the spot. I'm probably going to try to get you. If it was my wedding, I don't want to pay you while I'm there. I, I, I don't want to think about anything else. I'm going to pay you the month ahead that I booked. I'm going to meet right. up with you one way. But so like for corporate events, I guess I would assume they'd want to write you a check. Uh, in, in my opinion, like, hey, let's we're have you we have you kind of book. So um, mm -hmm. I can tell you with our corporate events. Yeah. Nobody's ever asked to write a check. Really? Ever. Let's see. They're just they just give the credit card over. Well, yeah. So you everything you guys have a we, fee though? Yeah. we don't add an added credit card fee on because sure. our fees are so low yeah but nowadays with businesses it's easier for them just to hand over the corporate card than it is for them to sit there and worry about getting the, to their accounting department to cut a check right you know yeah i mean it's about 50 50 for us uh we just served an event last thursday that was a corporate event um credit card payment that was fine um we okay so i said no checks earlier it's cash or card but for corporations i understand that check is the only way so for corporations it's a little bit different where we're kind of footing the bill but we have you know the not the ability but we have their word as a corporation that we're going to get payment from them so i don't see the issue doing it that way as opposed to joe Smo you know, X, X person that I just met, you know, like sure. um, their names behind their check, if that makes sense. So yep. insane. No, that, that makes perfect sense. And again, <clears throat> doing everything last minute, I think, and you put a great point to that. Like you don't want your employees to have to be responsible for the money and worry all night if you got paid. And I think that's great that you guys don't put that responsibility on them. Like, yeah, you have to collect it, but shouldn't be there, you know, so now what happens, you said it happened twice where you guys didn't have money when you showed up. How do you handle mm -hmm. that? Let's talk about fucking Pete for a minute. You ready to talk about <laughs> fucking Pete? Uh, <laughs> any, any bad guest ever at any wedding that we ever have, we just call him Pete because uh, there was a Pete that we had a couple of years ago and uh, oh, still can't get over him. Anyway. Really? Uh, Th this is great. Yeah, so fucking Pete. Um, to keep this story not too long, I'm just going to say that he was supposed to provide cash payment day of. There was a miscommunication that he was providing the payment as opposed to his son providing the payment. So that's what his excuse was. His max on his withdrawal for his debit card was $500. Yep. And I think he owed us 1200 or 13 or something like yep. that. So anyway, and this is the groom side, because sometimes we get traditional weddings where the groom side pays for the bar. So bride side ended up having to go in there safe in their house, grab cash and pay, and then Annie up with Pete, you know, within the week or whatever they did. But long story short, that was a nightmare of a night, for lack of better words. So yeah. Did yeah. Pete get all wasted? Fucking Pete. Yes, he did. Yeah, of course. He and did. uh and I assume belligerent. Very. Yeah. And what's tough is the groomer really didn't have a relationship with Pete. So I kind of felt bad for the guy in the end. But at the at the time, I was like, man, fucking Pete. <laughs> and so, okay, so somebody else had to... Now, and then there, there was a second one. Have you... I mean, the second one worked out kind of the same then? Somebody, somebody else ponied up the money? Have you ever packed your shit and gone home? That's the question I'm getting to. We have not. Not yet. We have threatened. 
We have oh, yeah. threatened, hey, if we don't get payment by 8 p.m., because it's supposed to be upon arrival. Yep. Um, for those reasons, you know, but if we don't get payment by 8 p.m., we're going to head out. Um, and then people all of a sudden magically come up with the money or magically go to the bank and come back. It's like, listen, we were fucking serious about our payment and very serious. <laughs> and you didn't hold up your end of the bargain. Um, and that's the other reason why we don't wait till the end of the night to get paid. Because again, people are trash like fucking Pete. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it just doesn't go well. I count a different number. He counts a different number. He's upset the next day because he was drunk. So he doesn't remember, you know, like it just so pay me when I arrive. I'm being nice by not making you pay ahead of time like all the other wedding vendors do. And we do it that way too. So we're not holding on to people's cash for them. So we're not liable if anything gets lost, you know? So. And a lot of this became policy for us throughout COVID. Um, We had brides calling us the week of saying, Hey, uh, we're canceling our wedding. And we're like, well, I'm sorry, but you still owe us full amounts uh like you can't just back out the week of we've already put in orders everything's being shipped to our liquor store like you can't just do that um and people got very upset about that but that's why we signed contracts and um and so that's just something that we can fall back on is we've spent a lot of work over the last couple of years on perfecting our contract and making sure that it uh, holds legal basis and um and then sticking to that as well so if they don't pay you until it's time to come and they try to cancel a week ahead of time, now they pay you for all of the liquor that you bought? They're supposed to, yep. Yes. So per our contract, it reads that they have to cancel 30 days out, 30 days prior to the wedding if they have no intention of our services. I'm booking our bartenders 30 days out. So <clears> for that reason, that's why I have that specific date. And then if we are providing the alcohol, they must pay the contract and the alcohol tab in full because the party store does have it on order. So not saying that they can't restock or resend or do anything with that, but I mean, it really locks people in those last 30 days. Um, And, and I know there's, I mean, catering, I think is 90 days. Most catering contracts are 90 days, but we went 30 because of our timeline and how we schedule. And so now, if if the event doesn't happen, I mean, what do you, do you just bring them their liquor? Here you have a massive amount of it just sitting at home. Like, what do you, have you guys, I mean, so did the wedding end up happening? You said the lady called you a, a week ahead of time. Like, how did that end up working itself out? So what's unfortunate is their employees are pretty understanding. And so what I ended up doing was in that, at that time, we did not have it written into the contract that they still owed. Um, so I called our bartenders canceled. Hey, I'm really sorry. And then I was able to send our bartenders 50% payment because they're depending on that money too. Um, And then, and then we just ate the bullet on it. So. Okay. Um, And then, so now you kind of mentioned a couple of times. So you have a liquor store, you have liquor stores um, that you make an order with. Mm -hmm. Uh, How does that work? and, And why do you do it that way versus say, go to Costco? Yeah. Great question. So um, a little bit into the legality of everything in Michigan. So state of Michigan is very strict state in regards to liquor liability. If we wanted to buy and sell liquor ourselves, we would need a liquor license. We do not have one because we do not need one. We are not a liquor store and we are not a liquor provider. If we bought alcohol from Costco and sold it to our uh, 
to our uh, customers, thank you, um, we would then be in violation of state of Michigan liquor law. Since we have a, uh, <clears throat> let me try to explain this the right way without fumbling. Since we have a just a nonverbal agreement with a local uh, liquor store, they are able to provide it um, at Michigan liquor minimums. We would get a list of what the bride and groom want. We would go there and then we pay with the bride and groom's funds at that point. Um, so they are purchasing the, the liquor directly from the party store. Okay. And so um, we have a partnership with Party World on Alpine. Um, all of our orders that we put in, it goes through them. Um, we tell anyone who's bringing their own alcohol to go through them as well when they can. Um, and, and it's just been working out really well. We send our details to them. They formulate how much we need. Sometimes there's a little back and forth on saying, hey, vodka has been killing it lately. Let's get a couple more cases of that or whatever it may be. And so, um, yeah, keeping that uh, with that one party store keeps it pretty easy for us to keep things organized. So I want to kind of take it and, and I'm assuming you've changed and it sounds like you got to go back and forth, but all right. So you, you have a, you have an event um, for a hundred people. How do you know how much to bring? Yeah. So a lot of it's looking best back at previous events with a hundred people with similar menus. Um, it's weird. In the last couple of years, vodka has been heavy. Seltzers have been heavy compared to like cider. We don't see cider much at any weddings. Um, so we look at, again, previous events to grab those specific amounts at. Um, let me just pull a contract a second in front of me. I'm just looking at these ones. I'm wondering what I, what I can give you for an example. So Party World, they, when we first started out, they have they, they have experience with working with weddings. Um, and so they've had these numbers on the books for a long time and saying, hey, you got 100 people, this is how many kegs you need, this is how much vodka, all that stuff. Um, but now that we've been into it for seven years, uh, we're able to come up with numbers for people and kind of formulate it like that. And Karen's got her contract now. So I just pulled up this one, July 29th event in Howland for us, for a family friend. Run Gun Club? They are um actually no uh private residence private so. residence um located where <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give myself some free alcohol baby uh, hey, she said family it. i thought we were family now absolutely <laughs> absolutely you would be the best party crasher ever you oh, need to do that you probably would be 29th <laughs> i think i'm available too nine days after my birthday y'all threw me a party all right so we got 75 people i'm just gonna Perfect. hold this up so you kind of see it but this is my detail sheet that i sit down and i talk with with every bride and groom okay um basically on the detail sheet it talks about how many guests what time we're showing up what time last call is if we're serving during dinner how many bartenders we're bringing and then it talks about menu so liquor we got four to six half gallons of tequila because they're doing a signature cocktail signature margarita tequila marg mix lime juice and a lime um six to eight vodka half gallons four to five whiskey Two to three Aperol. They're doing an Aperol spritzer thing. Oh, gross. I know. That's hey, Brett's oh least favorite, God. too. <laughs> I can't even drink one sip of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, really, realistically, okay, so we got 75 people. I'm trying to get to five times the amount of guests in liquor drinks. Okay. okay. 
So if I take my 75 and I say, I want to get five times that in all my liquor drinks, that's what number I'm giving them for half gallons. And, and typically we give them a half gallon number because they can divide it out into fists or whatever they want to. Um, then they're doing two beers, Coors Light and Oberon. They got kegs. So they're just going to do one keg of Coors Light and a quarter barrel of Oberon. So quarter barrel is going to be 75 beers. Half keg is going to be 150. Um, so that'll be what 225 in beer which is plenty um then they're doing bottled wine they got a white and a red they're doing some seltzer cans uh they're doing a champagne toast for everyone prosecco um then they got coke dead coke sprite mountain dew cran soda lime juice marg mix lemonade so they have quite a big menu um but they're providing everything i'm just showing up and serving um but yeah that's kind of so you're they're they're providing everything when you say they're providing everything, I guess, what is that? What does that really mean? I, I don't know how else to ask the question. Are they going to this store, picking it up, bringing it to their house, dropping it off, or are they just actually paying for it? Like ahead Great of time. Great question. They are physically going to get it and putting it behind the bar at the event. And then when I show up, everything is there and I organize it how I need it and start serving. Okay, perfect. So for an event like this, we call it our our, our bucket of shit. Uh, but we bring an ice bucket with us. It's got our um, bottle openers. It's got our wine openers. It's got our tip jar, um, Tells beer mugs, uh, everything that we need to physically serve, we bring with us. Uh, but then in terms of cups and ice and cases of water and all the alcohol, they have to supply all of that. So okay. for us... We view it as kind of an all or nothing, although we're bringing just the essentials we need to serve. You're bringing the tools. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, yep. And so it's a, um, you know, I, I find that most people don't understand that kegs can't just get thrown around and then set and <laughs> tap it right away. But you'd be surprised how many people don't know this. It's how so funny. Do you know all college dumbass kids that well, think college yeah, dumbass that, kids that, don't that, know that anything. you have to pump every time you get a drink and it's like how like how fucking stupid are you okay like well they're they're just starting college well, they're dumb so even i know 28 year olds that still think that you have to walk up to the keg and pump it every single time and i'm like stop foaming my fucking beard <laughs> those people still exist as adults they do oh, of they course do. Right? They, they watch it on a movie because that's what everybody like it gives it that right that feeling in the movie that oh this is what you're supposed to do just stop like you're, you're yeah so you're i'm talking to bride talking to bride for this weekend from from last night we do all of our confirmation calls either the sunday or monday before the wedding so i'm talking to bride and she goes okay we're picking up the kegs at 9 a.m i would assume we put them on ice and then we tap them as soon as we get to our residence and i'm like nope you're actually gonna leave them because yeah. we like them to settle for at least three to four hours before they're tapped and then obviously we'll tap them when we get there and she like didn't understand why and i was like listen they're all shook up you know, it's just basic, you would think, math. You know, I'm not going to throw a can of Bud Light across the ground and then go open it right away. Yeah. Um, but, you know, people They're, don't think of that. Say, people don't think that a keg is literally just a massive yeah, can. Yeah, it's a huge can. Right? That's right. All, yeah. it's all. But people don't think that way, right? Because they're just so used to this pour and boom, there it goes. And it's, no, if you watch, the bartender still pours out the first, like, four fucking pitchers. Yep. Right. Just a foam. Yeah, the kegs are the last thing that we tap when we get to a wedding if we're bringing it because they can at least sit an hour before we tap them or before we can, you know, we don't want foamy beer either. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, now, so they're they're going to, do you guys bring, it's not ambiance, what's the word? 
do you have a a bar <laughs> say like on the table um or is that the stuff that like they supply as as well right so do you actually have so if you go and do this in the middle of a field do you guys have a bar or that, that you bring great question yep so we, we have a few rentable items mm -hmm. so we have two bars that we can bring um right now we've only ever done one of the bars one of them is pretty brand new that we got and it's pretty simple uh we've got an eight foot table uh and then this wooden bar that we that we actually bought from a past customer uh we loved it so much you just sit right on top of that eight foot table and it gives it that high rise and allows us to have a shelf underneath um and then we just put linens on the top of it to make it look all fancy and nice and not beat to crap like it actually is um but um most of the wedding venues we go to they already have bars in them um if we rent our bar out three times a year i think that's that's maybe setting a record for us uh we just don't rent it out that often we have it if we ever need it um but uh you know our top three venues they have multiple bars at uh that we can serve out of so we give the bride and groom choices uh, of where they want us to serve at and then we go with that yeah um you had kind of quickly you said a, a little word that i love uh an, uh you say upsell right so you have an add-on there you go do you have things that you can add on upsell for more money does the bar right. is the bar free or does it cost money and do you have any other things like that yeah so um basically we don't have much extra equipment um brett is not a fan of me filling the barn with uh extra <laughs> equipment that we won't use or need. We have rentable keg coolers. These keg coolers, you pour a bag of ice on one, one bag of ice on a keg, one 22 pound bag, and it'll last all day in the blazing heat. And it'll keep the keg cold enough to where people can actually enjoy the beer. Um, so we have rentable keg coolers. We have, those are all wrapped in our business, uh, everything, which is great. We have rentable large coolers. Uh, the large coolers are like those ones that you see at Sam's Club. They're like huge and they they hold over 150 pounds of ice they're pretty big um if people want to rent those those are rentable and then we have the add-ons if you'd like to rent the bar there's two different bar options a more simple bar and then a more fancy bar if you will um and then i don't think we're going to get into renting much equipment but we do have some champagne glasses that i am slowly getting rid of and trickling out <laughs> so just if you like you guys are looking for champagne glasses we're selling them <laughs> he's trying to get rid he's trying to get rid of all my Keep stuff that in mind. Which, is, which is totally good um but yeah i was thinking for a while there that i wanted to do rentable glassware but you think about cleaning all the rentable glassware in my own kitchen at home is not fun or feasible so we decided to i bought them and then decided not to so it's all right i, I mean who would want to bring shit home from their business and clean it in their house? Oh, wait, my <laughs> wife does that. All the time. Yeah. She's never getting a new washer or dryer because she washes the fucking jumpsuits in our washer and dryer. And we try to get all the glass out. <laughs> but, you know, every time you turn the dryer on now, you hear glass flying around in the fucking thing. <laughs> Irritating as hell to me. Um, I'm going to ask this question because... <clears throat> I know the answer and I like asking questions. I know the answer too. So you guys have quit your full-time jobs and this is what you do full-time, right? Congrats. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I wish. <laughs> so you're no, still working both... people while you do this. Yes. Yep. So the nice thing about this job is it takes up a lot of nights and weekends, which allows us to 
keep with our full-time jobs. We're both in education. Karen's in special education. I'm in uh, history, uh, both working at the middle school level. So we both have that job throughout the week that we do uh, throughout the year. And then nice for us, we get summers off and that's usually our busy time um, between, between like June and uh, about September. That's usually our busiest times and allows us to still keep making money and still keep busy and keep going. Well, and I know, you know, with both of you, you're both coach as well. Yes, absolutely. You coach, you work at school, you do this, you have a baby. Yep. Soon to have another one. Yep. Where do you find time? Um, time for what? Right. <laughs> Get about 10 minutes to watch TV every night. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, it's just it's got to be purposeful for us to to set time uh for ourselves and and we definitely try and do that very often uh there's there's certain uh weeks out of the year that we purposely say we are not accepting any weddings like our anniversary every year we've never accepted a wedding on that weekend uh just because we know that we it's important for us to have time for us and and not uh be super super busy um and fortunate for us um, even though maybe we want it to be more busy, the winter time is kind of a slow time for us. Neither one of us are coaching. We're both just working our regular jobs, very little bartending going on. We have our gig with Grand Valley that we work at all of their home football and basketball games. So we have that going on. Uh, but that's um, just kind of steady for us. So we have a kind of a creative idea, hopefully to fill the void this winter because this winter poses a a hard um, I don't know how to say it, but a, a hardship probably for us without me working baby coming. Um, so I've come up with a few creative ideas potentially for this winter, doing bourbon tasting, doing tequila tastings, private and home tastings where we provide everything and it's X amount per person. Um, so we decided maybe to potentially bring that creativity and do something a little bit different to fill the time over the winter. Um, you know, during the weekdays, so we can still have weekends to hang out and, and enjoy our winter a little bit. But um, so we're finding new and creative ways to try to fill our dead time of the year over the winter. But, um, but yeah. So because I'm always thinking, let me ask this question. Ha have you ever hooked up with some of these people that sell shit like uh, Pampered Chef or Pure Romance or any of that stuff and said, hey, we could add something to what you're doing there with because you got a captive audience, we could also bring tequila tasting to this. Because I'm not going to any of that shit. But if my wife goes, hey, honey, if you come with me, there's also tequila tasting. And I'd be like, all right, I can come to that. <laughs> Valid point. Yeah. Valid point. I haven't thought about that, but yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. We, we're just getting into the whole tasting thing. We've only had one bourbon tasting so far. Um, it went good um obviously it took me a little bit of research and learning more about the bourbons than what i had already known we've done tours down in kentucky uh and i obviously like drinking free booze so why not by the way that's a write-off for research too yeah yes. yeah of course it is yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta go buy the bottle of the blanton so i know what it tastes like before i have somebody else drink it <laughs> i mean i know that have never been yeah. said I know there's a lot of alcoholics in the uh, Baldwin area that drink whiskey at Yost's place all summer long. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for people to test shit. 
Yeah. yeah there we go. Little outside outside tasting. That'd be yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's funny. So with with your business growing, um are you guys are you guys doing any networking events? Are you um do you have like a mastermind group that you're you're part of or is just all natural growth off the top of your head? So right now it's mostly natural growth. We haven't really done any networking only because I don't know that I can handle any more events that come in. We do say no to about 50% of people that reach out. No shit. And and I uh we have maybe 5 to 10 people that will contact us per week on events. Um you know, most of the time we're already booked. Right now we're looking into early 2024 booking that. We're pretty much booked up for 2023 at this point for weddings. You know, for other events during the week, it's totally different. If somebody needs us on a random Thursday, we're in, you know. Um, but we try to make it work as much as we can. So we know that we obviously want as much work as we can possibly get, but um 2021 really showed us that taking too much on can be a little bit too much with a lot of people rescheduling their weddings after covid um we we were stretched pretty th- pretty thin our, we expected a lot out of our employees that year and uh we just kind of not necessarily limited ourselves but kind of set limits for our own mindset and our own mm-hmm. safekeeping so really our limits per date are three weddings per date or three events per date maximum and our scheduler right here keeps a strict hold on that um and then we only accept one wedding that we provide the alcohol to because we only have a truck and a trailer um there's a few days throughout the year that with us knowing some people there's a few times where i stretch it to four or five or six events per date um (laughs) jeez but it's yep. hard. I'm I'm a yes person, and Brett's a realist. So finding that middle ground between the both of us, um, is tough sometimes. But so yeah. I mean, you know, it's something I love to do. So if you need an employee, just let me know. Um, You're in. Perpetually Perfect. retired. Hey, yeah, retired. <laughs> it's great. And uh, so, but that asks that, that brings me to my next great questions. As your employee, that I now just got a job offer of. Um, can I drink on the job? Great Number question. two, so, do I have to wear a specific uniform or can I come in my kilt and a t-shirt? <laughs> um, I, I that. would have to say, so I just served three events this past week, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at every event, at least two people per event have asked me if we're allowed to drink behind the bar. Uh, we set it upon ourselves to kind of hold that upper level and keep that right mindset, knowing that there could be an incidence uh, where we may need to come cut somebody off or keep the right train of thought and eventually drive home at the end of the night. Uh, and so we tell ourselves and we tell our employees that uh, they're not allowed to drink throughout the night. Um, obviously, you know, you have friends that get married that you really want to drink with. And, you know, sometimes you think about uh, stretching it, but uh, just kind of sticking to it. Uh, and it's worked out really well. Uh, we don't really have an em- any employees who have issues with that. Uh, they all know that they're there for business and the pleasure comes from spending that money that they make. You know, if it's something like, hey, there's a peach bush light at this wedding, I really want to try it. You know, we'll ask to take a can home with us. And then at the end of the night, we'll have wine downtime here. 
sometimes wind down time ends at 4 a.m. Sometimes it ends at 2. Yeah. Um, but everyone <laughs> needs their time after the wedding to just kind of decompress, and that's how we handle that. Everyone comes back here, brings their buckets, brings their money. We count tips. We have competitions for gift cards for our employees and most tips for the night, stuff like that, which is fun. Um, awesome. But, yeah, to answer your question directly, we don't drink on the job, and we don't allow our employees to do that. Okay. Um, In terms of, like, apparel and uniform, uh, we've got polos for everyone that has our logo on it. It's a requirement from us that everyone wears those at events. Sometimes we have events that are a little bit more laid back, and we're allowed to wear our other merchandise, like what I have on right now. Um, we have visors, and we have hats just like this one um, that we allow our employees to wear. Uh, a lot of times you're out in the sweat and heat, and sometimes having a hat to hold back your hair is pretty nice. Um, and then jeans or shorts uh, is usually a custom. And then uh, the key thing that we've found throughout the years is wear tennis shoes. Yeah. Uh, we've worn dress shoes. We've worn boots, cowboy boots, boots for three years. And gosh, I will never go away from wearing my tennis shoes to those weddings. You stand for hours and hours and hours and it's worth it at the end of the night. Yeah. So you would uh, have to wear a specific uniform, but we would probably allow you to wear your kilt night. We I mean, I'm all about that. So then, you know, I, I'd like to start with like a three-hour one because I don't know if I can watch everybody else drink for seven hours um, <laughs> right. while I'm right. not allowed to drink. So, <laughs> um, you know, if, if we could if we could work that out to the smaller ones, or if I'm working a seven-hour shift, I'm going to take a couple breaks, and then during my break time, I'm going to drink. So, Obviously. Uh, <laughs> no, I, you know, I... I like the fact that you guys aren't allowed to drink or you tell your employees because, you know, I know myself, right? When I drink or when I start drinking, that's the end of my working, yes. right? Because mm -hmm. once I drink, I don't want to stop drinking, right? Your wind down time is exactly what I do, right? Hey, I'm done for the day. I'm officially done. I can I can crack some beers and, you know, but otherwise I'm, I'm never going to load the stuff that's supposed to get loaded up because I'm going to be sitting there just shooting the shit and drinking. So, mm -hmm. um you know, and, and everybody else is different. So you don't want to, you know, if you're employed, hey, one one can handle their alcohol and the other one can't, then, you know, then it's not fair to the, the one who's doing that. So um, right. do your employees get to keep all their tips? They do. Yep. 100% of the tips that they make, they get to keep. Uh, we also pay them a flat rate for every time of service because uh, sometimes you have some pretty stingy people out there. So uh, we have a flat rate that we pay, pay every employee for every event that they serve. Uh, and then on top of that, they keep 100% of the tips that they make. Okay. Um, and does the flat rate change depending on the hours? Because you guys said you do $300, whether it's three or seven hours. So Correct. Um, so with Grand Valley, we have a different event type with them where out, their service is like two hours. So oh, okay. they have a different uh, type of pricing in my mind. Um than like a wedding because a wedding you're typically there for a minimum of four to five and then the most of seven um so i guess with that um grand valley is kind of an exception but um but yeah besides that yeah every other event it's just that same flat rate no matter if you're serving a wedding a, a birthday party a grad party whatever it may be you all get the same I want to pull these con I want to pull these contracts from this past weekend a second and just kind of walk through that. So there's four of them. Hold on. Can you hear me that Seth? There's four events that we did on Saturday. We had a tip competition. Winner of most tips 
got a gift card. So I'm just pulling those and walking you through that. It's it okay. was rigged. It was rigged. <laughs> so, that yeah. means Brett did not win. So, 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 are you guys still... I mean, we talked about how you've done events. Are you guys still pouring yourselves or are you trying to send your employees out? No, we still pour. Um, at, we are the, in, in our mind, we're the first call in terms of our employees. Uh, we're the first ones if we can't make it work between the two of us or one of us stays behind with our kid or uh, if we have more than one event, uh, then we have uh, employees that we know their availability. Um, we have family members or friends that we know that they're working this weekend or that they're not working the next weekend. And um, But yeah, we still pour. And I think that uh, it'd be something fun to do throughout the most of our time in existence with this company is keep pouring and not necessarily just sit back on it. So story time so, before Karen jumps into this. Yeah. <laughs> We're winning districts. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember the exact time, but Karen's like, I got a drop dead date of 4 30 because I have to be in Coopersville at a wedding at five. So I have a 4 30 drop dead date. Yeah. And we're getting ready to go into the bottom of the sixth. And we're home team. And it's like four. And now we're in the top of the seventh. <laughs> and it's 4 30. Oops. And she's getting ready to go out to third base. And she goes, listen, or, or first base. She goes, listen, if we don't score, I got to go. I'm like, I heard that before. <laughs> You're still here. And she goes, I'm just telling you, if we don't score, I got to go. So we score, we win. Yeah. She stayed around for probably 15 minutes to do pictures and stuff. Oh, geez. So she basically rolled in the last possible second. So, yeah, they they still do it. Yeah. Way so I go. get to the I get to the wedding. They're having the wedding down the hill at this farm. I drop trowel in the parking lot and change into my uniform in the parking lot. Change my shoes, change my socks. <laughs> Walk right up to the wedding. <laughs> oh. Right on time. Right on time. All right, so four That's events all that matters. In, four, <laughs> four events in one day. Uh, first wedding, one hundred and ninety each. Second wedding, two ten each. Brett's wedding. 383 each and my wedding 409 each in tips. Oh, sounds like you lost Brett. I know. He's oh. a sore loser. It was horseshit. I mean, I wait, served so the most. we also are losers? So your <laughs> wedding, your wedding you made the most and uh you killed it. So when you say each I mean, each of these events had at least two people then? So yes, actually all of our events this weekend minimum of two. There's one event with three bartenders. Mm -hmm. Okay, and is is it total each or was it total? Total oh, each. Oh. Okay, so. Mm -hmm. so our total would have been eight eighteen. Man, yeah. And uh, it's a. It sounds like I, I I might actually have a job if I can make that kind of money. Flat rate, <laughs> plus, flat rate plus two hundred bucks in tips a night. Shit, I'm in. And I get to wear my kilt. Uh, I don't want to spill <laughs> my kilt. Um, this is gonna be great. When do I start? <laughs> I'm, busy this, I'm busy this weekend you're busy every weekend what the hell are you talking I'm not about busy every weekend um okay and then now you you said you have you guys have every mixer um what's the okay what are the events that you love to do the most and what's the ones you hate doing and you don't have to call them out but right okay. um I, I, it's more work 
to bring the booze and to bring the alcohol uh, for weddings. Um, but honestly, I prefer that. I know what's going to be there. Uh, if I show up to a wedding and I just tell them, hey, you're supposed to bring this many cups and they bring half that amount, then I look like the bad guy. Um, so I know that if I'm bringing whatever needs to happen, um, I, I can confirm that. And if, if not, if I'm low on my numbers, then it's my fault. I, I can own up to that. Um, so those are obviously my favorite is when I can bring everything in. Uh, it seems weird to have the control over it, but when I have more control over it and can, can bring whatever I want to, I, those are the ones I enjoy the most uh family and friends weddings that we've served in the past those have been a great time yeah. uh, to know everyone who comes up to the bar and to know their drinks before they even get in line <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty great yeah we we've had a lot of uh a lot of friends and, and a lot of people we've met throughout the years that you know they get in line and they could be 10 people deep and uh, I know that guy wants a whiskey and Coke. I'm going to pour that sit off to the side and tell him his drink is right here. Yeah. Um, just because I, I, I know those people and I like that. Um, the, the events we don't like are the last minute calls. Uh, and in fact, in the last probably year and a half, two years, um, anyone who calls within two months of trying to book, uh, generally we're telling them no, uh, just because when they're last minute individuals and they're not prepared, uh, generally it ends in a, in a bad night for us uh, in just bad situations or just unorganized messes when we show up there. Sure. I say, so you, you're saying last minute is two months. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're booking year, I would say six months to a year out in almost all of our instances. And what's the most I can book out? Depends on if you want us for a corporate or a wedding, like. Oh, uh, just um, a birthday party. I'll be yeah. 40 in six years. So perfect. So book us now. <laughs> yep, book us now, otherwise we're going to book up. <laughs> um, if they're at your birthday party, I'm coming. I mean, it's going to happen. You're going either way. You're going to be. <laughs> I don't, I've never been to one of Nick's birthdays. Oh, they're a blast. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate the invite. You've been invited to all of them. You guys are just busy all the time. Bullshit. Every time. <laughs> yeah um so now gosh two months is last minute no okay you'd mentioned hey they don't bring enough cups and then you yep. said hey before that you they have to go get them now mm -hmm. let's say you didn't bring enough cups or some something didn't get packed by accident yep you're the only bartender at this place <laughs> what do you do um so if if I'm ever the only bartender there, I never leave behind the bar. Um, it's never me leaving those materials, those resources available to anyone who wants to come up because people are greedy and they just see open bottles and they say, I'm snatching that. Um, and so if I'm ever working by myself and I don't bring enough, that's on me. I own up to it. I go to somebody else who is trustworthy. Generally, it's a master or mistress. And I say, hey, I'm sorry here's what I need. If you're willing to go out and get it, please do. Um, but luckily for us, there's not a lot of events that we serve where there's just one bartender. Um, and so, um, you know, this past weekend, we had an event at Whipple World Farms, one of our, our favorite venues to go to, and they were hitting the margaritas hard. We went through two cases of margarita mix in two hours. 
Um, it seemed like everyone who came up wanted a margarita. Uh, well, we got to dinner and we had one half gallon left. And I said, I didn't get enough. I'm going back to the store. Got two more cases, came back. Uh, now, I was fortunate able to do that because there was a, one of our other employees working with us there. Uh, but if it doesn't happen that way, I try and get more leading up to it uh, to load up and stock up before I get there. But if not, then just kind of works out the way it does. And we just got to roll with it. Okay. And this, uh, I, I, you can always tell people that you're out, right? When it comes to like, hey, we're out of, we're out of the string. But I've run into that several times. When you have cups, right? And you run out of cups. I mean, then you're just screwed. You can't yeah. serve anybody <laughs> anything. Here, right. I can pour this drink directly in your mouth. And that's all I can do. I mean, I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, now you're threatening me with a good time. Right. Um, and, uh, say, so no, no real, no real horror experiences except for uh, the guy who didn't want to pay you. Yeah, fuck fucking you, Pete. Pete. Fucking Pete, man. Fucking Pete. Um, Not really. Do you guys do you guys play counselor with uh, people a lot? Oh my guys? gosh, all the time. <laughs> I I'm a relationship counselor. I I'm a I don't know. You know, I hooked people up together. I hooked up a guy from the Air Force this past weekend with a girl, and oh gosh, I, we we did some, for the first for the first five or so years. I would say not much anymore, but we did have a competition who could have the best best story or best thing that happened at your event. And for the running for the running amount of time, it was at the event that you went to, Nick. Yeah, um, of course. So it's a. <laughs> company event that him and his employees are invited to and then they can invite their family and friends and then they can invite their family and friends whatever right so i forget who the name of the employee was but it was x amount or x person and they brought their spouse with them their spouse was wearing a very short dress and i i convinced her to dance on our bar at her husband's work event. Oh, he was in the food line, and I think his jaw hit the ground like within a split second of him turning around. Oh my god! Yeah. So anyway, we everyone's had... sitting there cheering her on, and he is get get right. down now is what he said. I will never forget that. Get down now. Oh, so we've had some fun moments. We we do have an after event survey that all of our employees take um one one of one survey per event um and in there in that survey they could put a story or something that happened and then our at, at our annual christmas party to thank of all of our employees for a great year we talk about you know just the fun stories and there's a lot of funny stuff that happens there really is so i can't wait to come work for you guys i get a christmas party too and <laughs> wow. free um, booze you know yep, free booze <laughs> Oh, that was the other question I was going to ask. So, you supply it all. So now, do you take home? Do you take home the the leftover stuff? I mean, because I, I assume when you're supplying it, you're responsible for the keg, so you have to take that back because it's your deposit that's on it. And then mm-hmm. the open the not open bottles. I mean, do you save it? Do you drink it? Do you resell it? Because you can't resell, right? Because I mean, you're not allowed to. Good, so. Correct. Good question. So. The way that we get around that is we have a open check and an open tab with the liquor store that we work with. Um, so 
We order everything we need. We return anything or give it back unopened to the party store. Anything opened goes with the guest for the wedding. Because they paid because for they it. paid for it. Yep. So we we don't typically take any home any home any alcohol unless it's offered to us as a tip or as a um as a favor or here try this or you know sure. um what's what's weird is in the last couple of years with all the different seltzers is there's been so many different seltzers to try that that's been the going thing hey I'm gonna grab a can of this is that okay with you before I take off and everyone says yes go ahead you know sure. um but it's always an ask first since they purchased it mm-hmm. so. Um, man, uh, so do I have to fill out like a W nine? Am I a full time employee? Like <laughs> part time? Is it ten ninety nine? Like what? Are, what am I as an employee to you guys? You got to go through the most rigorous interview process with her. Um, I, I already was offered the position. I, she already said I'm there, but like I just got to figure out how I'm getting paid as a documented employee. Um, and when, when is our Christmas party? <laughs> I want to give you a specific date and a specific time and just not the address. Right. You, you, you already hear this, right? It's like our Christmas party. I'm already part of this team. This already is, there. This is going to be great. This is how Nick works his way into shit. I <laughs> love it all the time. Um, now, you have, you, you're offering pops and, and waters and things for people. Do you check? So, because the, it just kind of brought me up to the, like the kids' idea, right? So, like, do you, have two separate booths like hey one is specifically for like kids are you serving these cans out of buckets are you pouring it out of bottles and then do you guys check ids absolutely so um it is we've done multiple bars in the past uh it's never fun uh because you come into those instances where i cut off somebody okay that person goes to karen and karen has no idea quite yet that he's been cut off and gets served another drink um or or whatever it may be so we try and contain ourselves to just one bar um everyone who wants a drink comes to see us uh even people who are non-alcoholic we serve non-alcoholic too sometimes we have like water stations positioned throughout the place uh so if you need to grab a quick water go ahead um but for the most part everyone comes to see us that that needs a drink and we serve it to them um in terms of iding everyone um if they look under 40 we id them uh which is you know i say this as sarcastic as possible the most insulting thing you could ever ask to a 20 some year old female is can i see your id at a wedding Um, and you wouldn't believe the amount of responses we get that are negative uh, of people saying you mean i need to have an id to be able to legally drink at your bar absolutely um and the the one i did was the same way right and it was like yep hey i have to ask your id well why i'm I'm at his wedding We're, we're friends and i was like I know him and I don't like him. I'm just doing this for the money. And number mm-hmm. two, like you look like you're 16. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna oh, lie yeah. to you, right? Like even if they look like they're 25, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I was saying I I idea and I'm really good with faces. So again, I don't want I don't ask your idea a million times, right? Are you and, interviewing right. right now, Nick? Yeah, I, I actually do believe so. I, I don't need the interview. You already offered me this position. You just haven't told me where I start and when I start, okay? 
and it's going to take a while for you guys to go get a shirt made that's big enough to fit this big body because I assume you don't have my size polo in stock, okay? I know that it's going to take time for you guys to get your shit together. He likes that extra tall, just so you know. I do. This is so, the that I don't buy extra tall. For that's yeah. I, yep. I get that. I like extra tall shirts. He goes, too. I got to wear a bigger fucking shirt just because you don't get extra tall. I'm like, dude, you're, you should be happy I can get extra larges. <laughs> so, right. Um, so, no. so day that, so day, district day, day that I dropped trial in the parking lot to get up to the wedding in time, I get all the way up there and oh, the bride and groom are shit, 21 and a half. Oh yeah. So at that point, I already knew that we were going to have people that were on the border and a lot of underage ish age people. I saw four fake IDs that night. Nice. And I was like, Judas Maud, like. And two of them, oh, we're from Canada. Yeah, bullshit. So, yeah. yeah. Now, do you teach your employees to look for fake IDs? Is that, do you guys have training? Um, sorry, do you have training and things that you go through on a constant with that? Yeah, so we actually have tips training. It is a certification training that, sorry, I'm just trying to make sure this doesn't vibrate anymore. Everyone's texting me right now. Come on, guys. We're getting busy. Um, Whoa. <laughs> Oh God. Is that like a is that like a fake boob implant that you're putting this thing yeah, out? Like Listen, we have kids, so it's, it's a bib. It's our daughter daughter's bib. <laughs> um anyway, so we have tips training. At tips training, you are trained. It's a it's a class you have to take every other year. You are trained on how to recognize a fake ID. You are trained on when to cut somebody off and what the Michigan liquor laws are. Um, so that training really goes over that. Um, and then our typical second request on an ID is, hey, do you have an additional um, piece that says your, you know, an additional piece of ID that says your name on it that we can look at too? Like that's typically our second question to people. So your credit card or something like that. Right. Yeah. School um, ID, whatever, maybe. And so all your employees have to do that as well. They Correct. Do. Yep. Required. Is, mm -hmm. is there no question. Is there any other training that has to go on or is it just this tips thing every every two years so tips and then we we keep on saying that we're going to do a yearly training we honestly haven't brett and i take turns and just take each employee at least once per year and just kind of work with them and remind them of things at an event um but i would like to get into a yearly training type thing where we just remind our employees not to put dirty dishes back in the clean bag things like that like that's that stuff drives me nuts because then i have to clean everything in the bag um and when we were first starting out, uh, there was a few of our employees who were like, I've seen kegs get tapped. I've drank out of kegs. I've pumped them, but I've never actually tapped one. Yeah. Um, it's just walking them through how to tap a keg and something simple like that. Um, and we had an incident a couple of years ago with uh, people getting upset with us grabbing the lid of a cup to hand it to them. Like I'm handing you your drink like this yep. and people are getting mad. Or even having your, to... your hands even close to the lid. And, and so um, a lot of times that's just communicated out with our employees, either in person or, or through text or however we communicate and say, hey, just going to stress this in the future uh, that when we're serving drinks, try to keep your hands away from the lid. Um, it's just for our safety reasons. And with COVID that became kind of a namesake. You know, when you're up in Sparta serving, no one gives a shit. That's you know, a fact. When you're, but when you're in Spring Lake Grand Haven, everyone cares where you're touching their drink. Everyone cares that you're offering a straw, that you're putting the ice scoop 
um, outside of the ice that you're serving people. Because if I'm touching the ice scoop, those germs from my hand are going on that ice. You know, just stupid, silly things like that. So it's crazy. Um, my pen, of course, isn't working. All right, so how to handle... How to... <laughs> Are you guys texting each other? Because everybody's phone's just going crazy. We're not. Um, <laughs> so how to handle a bad review like that? So if, if somebody was complaining, um, how do you teach your, or what do you tell your employees to do? How do you guys handle bad reviews? So on this spot, I think we're pretty professional about it. Real, I mean, David and I, we've gone back and forth about how they get a shitty review and how it sucks and how it affects his business. So um we're five out of five, but we don't have very many reviews. At the end of the year, I reach out to all of our people and just say, Hey, if you care enough to leave us a review for this year, that'd be great. And just kind of remind them, Hey, it's out there, but we haven't had a bad physical review. It's all been either via messenger or in person at the event. Um, luckily we have typically a lead at every event. So that lead person will take on the complaint and just handle it and then let us know via survey communication what happened and then we can follow up at that point um but, but yeah. a, lot of, a lot of times those incidents we try and take on head on because we know the ins and outs of our business but um in the last couple of years we've been kind of asking our employees to take on that too uh knowing that they're eventually gonna have to be either by themselves or without us on uh, just taking on those incidences and saying, hey, the bride just passed out from drinking moonshine that she brought in that she wasn't allowed to. Um, how are you going to deal with that? Go deal with it. Um, and obviously being there for a crutch for them if they need it because it's happening in the moment, but um, letting them experience it is pretty big and they they use that and learn from it from then on. You know, it's kind of interesting though, when I think back to like a specific event, there's only one that comes to mind and it was another vendor that Put us on a spot at a wedding and it was really tough to hear that from a vendor like listen dude don't fucking crush my small business because you want to complain about where i'm putting my hand on your cup you know and in and, and in my i mean i feel like he didn't handle it the best way he facebook messaged us instead of talk to us about it at the event when when i felt like talking to about talking to us about it then would have been completely fine but maybe he didn't feel that way which is fine but that was another vendor which was really interesting um that a vendor would would do that um as opposed to you know a customer so sure. um so now return customers so like with weddings it's not like people are getting married every year so we hope maybe you never know well i mean i know people that are batting a thousand <laughs> on their seventh one right now so but, um how uh how, how much are you seeing return customers and or people from the from the same wedding using you because they were at a wedding um you see I, that a fair amount uh 25 percent of the time maybe yeah okay our corporate events, we see them coming back to us regularly. Uh, we have several events with the same companies just time and time again. Every time they need a bartender, they know who to call. Um, and then a lot of the times our business comes from family, friends, or people who show up to our weddings and go, this was amazing. We love what you guys do and you seem to be easy to work with. Um, so we'd like to have you at our wedding. 
we do have a lot of conversations at those events about like, hey, our card and our contact information at the bar. Like a lot of people, we put our business cards on the bar. They come up, they see, hey, who's Brett and Karen? Oh, well, that's us. Oh, nice to meet you guys. Well, we need a we need a bartender. We're looking into a bartender, um, you know, for X date. And cool, give us a call. We'll figure it out, you know. Um, so what's nice is a lot of that happens when we're at the event. And then there's pretty, they're pretty thorough about follow up afterwards when they see a face to a name too, which is great. Mm-hmm. Now, Brett, you had mentioned something about moonshine, and she's not allowed mm-hmm. to have it. Why? Um, so anytime that we are serving, we have to serve 100% of every alcoholic beverage. Um, and so anyone who wants to bring a cooler and camp out in the parking lot and drink that, or come up and get a three quarters of the way filled Coke and then go get their fancy whiskey out of their bag or whatever. Um, we have to serve everything. That's the, that's our liability of uh, making sure that we're observing who's drinking what. Um, and it's also Michigan law as well, that we have to do that as well. Yeah. Michigan liquor law is no homemade hooch. So uncle C has got to leave his homemade hooch at home. We can't serve homemade wine. It's got to be bought and purchased from a liquor store or from a store in Michigan. Uh, in order for us to be able to serve it. So, you know, we have had instances in the past where we've served like Yenling and stuff like that, but that's been an exception because we knew the people. Um, but it has to be purchased uh, from a liquor store in Michigan in order for us to be able to serve it. Um, and if people are wanting people like their guests to take home uh, uh, like a bottle of wine at the end of the night for their whatever, their take-home gift, yep, yep. then people can take that with them. They cannot drink it there. So Okay. No new glares for you. Yes, some bullshit. Um, <laughs> so you'll you'll serve what I tell you to serve. No, um, drive your ass to Wisconsin right I, now. I know you guys have to get going. So, um, thank you so much for the interview. Um, we've we've enjoyed having you. I'd love to have Do you. You mean back interviewing there. them or them interviewing you? Both. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for my new job. Let me know when I start. <laughs> um, I'm not joking about it. I really, you know, I, I'm going to come do an event or two. Perfect. Uh, guys, before we, before we get off, I, I'd like, um, before we get off, no, <laughs> before we stop doing this, yeah, I say, look, somebody parked up on the other end. Um, tell us how people can find you, find out more about you. If you, if you wouldn't mind sharing that. Yeah. Before I do that, I just want to thank you guys for the opportunity for today. It's been really fun. Yes. It's really easy just to get on and talk with people um, that we've seen before and know so well. And just really appreciate you guys um, reaching out to us and letting us be a part of the show. So thank you. Absolutely. Uh, our pleasure. Again, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but uh, I'm in person on the phone kind of person. So get me on the phone. I'll talk to you any day. Um. So you can call me at 616-214-0488. We are on Facebook or Instagram. We do not have a website. Tapafew at gmail.com is our email. Um, so those those four points of contact are what we use. Great. And I'll make sure David gets that in the show notes because uh, I don't do any part you of know, that. You know, Nick does none of that. So perfect. <laughs> you forgot something. Hey, his only job was to bring beer, remember? And yeah. I forgot yeah. that. Uh, I, I just, it's funny because I'm so used to having, I just turned to go grab the beer to see who I'm thanking and I don't have it. Um, yeah, but... So, and, uh, but, you know, we forgot it in the beginning. As always, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I, I hope to have you guys back on again here real soon. Um, thanks for no beers this week yeah. kind of <laughs> awkward. Uh, we're gonna 
we'll be back next week we're gonna try and get the timeshare guy on yeah do episode number two of timeshares do we like him or do we not yeah um well, that'd be fun. yeah uh the first one was was pretty fun um thanks again for joining us you guys uh don't run away real quick after i hit stop here but we will join everybody again uh next week Dialed in to Box and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these studs. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews.